Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy, and this is the show that keeps you up to date on the world of social media. Jeff and I are back from Podcast Movement. If you missed our time together and IRL in a broadcast studio on the show floor, you can catch the replay of that from our show last week. But one of the best parts of Podcast Movement was we got to meet and lure some of our friends onto our show this week. And we have none other than the amazing Katie Brinkley with us today joining us. And we're going to talk to her about her session at Podcast Movement. She took the stage with Larry Roberts from Readily Random Media. I think I read that right. Readily. Readily. Readily Random. Readily. Yes. Readily. I was like, I was like, okay. I, Wanted to make sure. It's always funny when <laughs> you try to read something on the air. And then, so they're sharing their favorite tools for streamlining your podcast production and workflow so you can save time and stay consistent. And we're also going to talk to her about how she uses podcasting to grow her business and how you can too. So Katie, how are you doing today? I'm so excited you're here. I've seen you speak like, I don't know, at, at Lima and, you know, podcast movement. I mean, it's just so, I'm just so glad that you're finally on the show. I know. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's about time you got me on here, guys. That's Jeez. right. <laughs> See, I love it when gay, they push back like that. So if you guys don't know Katie, well, let, let me tell you about her. She is has helped small businesses, entrepreneurs, personal brands, and coaches leverage social media to grow audiences and income for over 18 years. She is the founder and social media strategist at Next Step Social Communications. It's a boutique digital marketing agency based outside of Denver in Littleton, Colorado. I used to live there, by the way. Uh, from building corporate level growth strategies for AT&T to DirecTV to implementing done for you social media for business owners. Katie has been at the forefront of, of the changes of how to in- effectively engage on social media because, as we know, things are always changing. She's a former broadcaster, a speaker, and podcaster. And you can find her podcast, Rocky Mountain Marketing, in all the places podcasts can be found. Go there. Do me a favor. Leave her a rating and review. Share it with your friends because that really does help podcasters out. So since this is a show all about podcasting, Katie, tell us about your podcast. How long have you been broadcasting? And then what inspired you to start? Yeah. So uh, Rocky Mountain Marketing is my my podcast. I started when a lot of other people started podcasting back in April of 2020 because we were all given the, the gift of time. Uh, but it it really was something that I had been wanting to do for a while. As as Jeff said, I'm a former broadcaster. I used to be the sports reporter for the Denver Broncos and the Colorado Rockies here in, in Denver. And um, I always wanted to get back on the microphones. And so what better time than April of 2020? And my my podcast has definitely shifted over the past two and a half years. It originally was interviewing entrepreneurs to share their business tips, their marketing tips uh, that helped them take their business to that next step. And now I ring in one Denver-based entrepreneur and then two digital marketing experts from around the world a month just to help share their best insights and their best secrets uh, that some small business owners, so much more can use to really kind of help them take their business to their, ne- their next step. So that's Rocky Mountain Marketing. 
Awesome. And I do want to do, uh, get, so Katie has been gracious enough to come to us from a uh, remote location. So uh, she doesn't have her like super studio podcast stuff because uh, I listen to her podcast and it sounds really, really good, but we are doing this live. So if you hear, I just want to give her the out saying like, listen, if there's some crackling or something, it's uh, her podcast is, is really, really solid. So make sure you guys go check that out. So. I know. Sorry. I, I feel bad. I, I was like, I could to be at my best friend's wedding up in the mountains. And no, I sure hope that I. <laughs> Listen, we've had people call in from elevators before. Not a big deal. So you're it's good. really not. This, this is this is live video. Like we're all yeah. in three separate locations. Last week, my Internet or no, the week before my Internet just stopped working. And then I found out it's because my husband like restarted the power in the house. I'm like. <laughs> why <laughs> right see it's always and like we've had things where i've done a show from a hotel room and they were jackhammering on the 12th floor jackhammering off like the concrete uh on the side of the building so a, i've a had balcony that. of all yeah. things so don't feel bad so i wanted to ask you because i know you were there you're deep into podcasting um what were your big takeaways katie from podcast movement Oh man, I, you know, podcast movement was one of the the best conferences I've I've been to in in twenty twenty two. I it was the largest that I've been to, and it was mm -hmm. so cool to see all the different podcasters, all the different types of podcasts that are out there. And one of the things that I I really took away from the entire event was consistency. I felt like every single session I went to, somebody said that word of consistency because I feel like it's. That's the hardest part of podcasting is is remaining consistent, pushing out a, a show every week, regardless of location and guests and jackhammering and Internet. Right. Staying consistent can be extremely difficult. And I think that uh, that was one of the, the main topics that we that I heard throughout the entire event. But I love that live events are back. I love being able to to see you, Jeff, because like I said uh, earlier before we we went live here, mm -hmm. feels like we've seen each other at every every single conference uh, that's that's been around in in 2022. And I got to meet you, Grace. So it's been, it was a great event. Yeah, yeah. The, fu the fun thing, and Grace and I talked about this earlier, is the, the ability to, you know, network with people. I mean, there's great sessions and there's all, really there's tons of opportunity to learn. Uh, but one of the hacks is to get a virtual ticket so you can not feel stressed if you miss one because a lot of the stuff that happens and I'm Katie, I'm sure that you had this happen as well as happens in the hallways in the, the, you know, in the restaurants and like, you know, I saw you hanging out there with people, you know, downstairs. And so there's, there's all that that happens. So did you um, have some really like serendipitous, you know, networking things happen to you? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm, I, I know I'm getting old because I was, when I saw the schedule and the, parties the networking parties didn't start till 8 p.m i was just like 8 p.m that was when i was gonna start like winding down and going to right. bed that's when the networking's gonna start right uh, but but it's so true like the the magic does happen in the hallways and stopping to to just talk to somebody hear about their show or hear what they do and it's it led to to this it's it's led to me getting people onto my show I've had the opportunity to get to know uh, Jim I've, and mm -hmm. all these other people that I've seen around at other events. It's like, okay, I've seen you here before. Let's hear more about what it is that you do because obviously we're we're at a lot of the same events. So it, the magic does happen in the hallways. It does happen, you know, at the the right. late night event <laughs> networking events where you're shouting at people. But you you can't dis discount how important it is to just stop and talk to people and go to these networking events. Go, 
man, I wanted to go to bed, but <laughs> that's right. where, that's where the magic does happen. It was, you know, you know I, I'm really, it's like in the, in the music, you know, that's what I told. So we weren't down there. And a lot of times the networking events are really packed. They're in a bar, you know, in the lobby or something. And, you know, it's loud. And then, you know, what they need more is live music. So that's what usually happens is you can't hear and you have to go out in the corners. That's how old I am. I um, I do want to give a shout out to some. Well, first of all, Katie, I want to ask, was there something at Podcast Movement that like you went, OK, that's really good. I'm going to implement that in my business or my podcast. Was there one thing that you got to take away? Yeah, you know, one of the things that even though I do social media on a regular basis, um, I've been really resistant on trying to do live video for my podcast. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to start doing earlier this year, I got the inspiration after Podcast, but I, I still just kind of been dragging my feet on it, is going live with my guests when their show airs. And I think that that is, it's such a great way to do cross promotion, get right. new audiences in, but it gives that second element of like, hey, we recorded this podcast. You can watch it on YouTube. You can listen to it on all the players. But hey, we're just going to go live on Instagram or on Facebook just for 10 minutes to get to know a little bit more about you. Um, so that's one of the, the biggest things that I'm going to start implementing with a lot of my guests is trying to get them to to do a live segment with me the week that their, their episode comes out. Mm-hmm. And um I loved, I'm active on Fireside, but I kind of have forgotten about what an incredible tool it is. Um, I was doing my NFL podcast on Fireside. We uh, stopped during the off season and we were kind of going back and forth if we wanted to use it again for this season. And after going to that keynote with Fallon and and Mark Cuban, I think that it's absolutely a a great tool for for that live podcast element, especially if you have a lot of fans that want to tune in and maybe want to have that like more intimate feel, more membership type of feel. Mm. Absolutely. Well, we couldn't do this without our friends over at Ecamm. So That's Jeff, right. Yeah. Take so it away, Jeff. There you go. See, look what look what she did. I um um one of the things is that uh, our show is sponsored by Ecamm, and we were at their booth. And so, if you'd like to find out more about them, how we do this show, it's you know socialmedianewslive dot com forward slash Ecamm. It's wonderful. They even have stuff for podcasting. Like when I'm done with this show, even I'm going live, all the tracks are split up for me to yep. go ahead and go edit. That's one of the really uh, powerful things you can use. And I drop it right into Descript and then uh, it's it's really fast. There's a, the whole process I do, but it starts with this show here on uh, on Ecamm. And you can once again, find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. One of the things I do want to tell you about, if you're interested in video podcasting, uh, just like what Katie was talking about, and, there was, and we'll talk about this in the show later, but that was a lot of talk at Podcast <laughs> Movement was video and video podcasting. Well, oh gosh, uh, yeah. Ecamm is actually doing leap uh into podcasting which is they've you know they've been leaping to live before well they're doing leap into podcasting at the end of this year that i mean end of this month actually it starts on the 29th uh, it's a two-day virtual event grace and i are going to be speaking there but you can go to leap into to sign up to get uh, access to that virtual event it's going to be a lot of fun so if you're interested in this this is the the virtual event to go to because there's going to be some awesome trainings from some awesome people like grace not me but grace grace will be there so make yes. sure to go check that out. I do want to do a shout out to some of our friends. We got Gary yes. Stockton uh, saying good morning, Katie, Jeff and Grace. Um, and he also says that a separated audio track is a great feature for podcasters. Um, 
Seth says, get it, Katie. I hope you mean get, you know, get grace, not me, uh, but you get it. Get it. Uh, whatever. Just get, getting, it. Just just whatever get it, it. Whatever it is. Just get it, Katie. Get it. Our friend Crystal Tosh says, Katie's amazing, amazing. Hi, Grace and Jeff, my people. Well, you are our people. And in fact, oh if you gosh. want to hear Crystal, she was a couple episodes ago. I think it was right before we did our live show with Ecam. We had her on the show. Yeah. She rocked it. She's amazing. So make sure you go check that out. Jennifer Ast is here as well. And then, you know, of course, Mia is hanging around. So, uh, and Anne says, hi, everyone. And we've also got people over on Amazon Live. So we've got Cookbook Divas, which is such a great name, says, good yes. morning from Seattle. So all sorts of folks tuning in. This is a great show. So let's dive right into it. Um, let's start, uh, f- I guess, from the beginning. So, Grace, take it away. <laughs> well, before we kick off the to show start. today. Yes, perfect place to start the ring. But before we kick off our, our segment here with Katie, well, we've already gotten into it. Like, but tell us in the comments, those of you watching us live, uh, wherever you are, tell us if you have a podcast. Tell us what it is and what it's about so we can do a little shout out yeah. to you. And also let us know if you're looking to start one. Just put start and then, uh, but this is the show for you, whether you are an experienced seasoned pro like Jeff and I and Katie, or you're just a beginner like we were, like, Two years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Justin's doing this for a lot longer. I, yeah, I'm I just kind of. I, I, I know Gary like, has one. So Gary, make sure you drop your uh, podcast in the comments. So let's like cross promote each other. If you see some links, something that interests you, go there, leave a rating review, listen to the podcast, because that's a great way to help each other out. Uh, so well, drop those. high praise from Crystal here. She says, Katie inspired me to start a podcast after Lima. My favorite thing ever now. I just have fun. Yes. yes. And by the way. Listen to Crystal's podcast. It mm-hmm. was the past the, was it past the BS? Is that the is that the censored rating? Yeah, I that's a say? censored one. And Gary's got that's one, the, one. The, the Small Business Matters podcast. So um, yes. he's an absolute beginner, but he's got not. You've already, I think, after seven episodes is what they usually cancel is what they say. So you're already ahead of the game there, Gary. Yeah, so already ahead of game, already successful. But let's start from the beginning. Like the first thing we want we want to talk about is how you what you have to establish when you're getting started or looking to streamline your production. Like we mentioned at the beginning of today's show that your segment at Podcast Movement was all about consistently recording and publishing a podcast. And it can be a challenge for any creator, whether you've been doing this for nine episodes or 90, it's the booking, the scheduling, the recording, and everything, plus engaging your audience and building your community. As you mentioned in your talk, it can be very overwhelming very quickly without a system. So let's start with what is the first thing that we should establish if we're looking to start or streamline our productions. Yeah, so I think that one of the first things when you're when you're deciding, hey, a podcast is for me, is decide if you want to have it be a solo show or an interview show. So what this one is, um, or if you want to have a co-host. Now, I definitely think that with that, you want to uh, make sure that you have an outline of what type of show you want to to consistently talk about. Like I said, before my podcast started, by interviewing Denver-based business owners. Um, But then I started getting a lot more people in my network and I wanted to hear their stories, their advice, their tips. And so as the show went through, I started breaking out my season. So first first thing you wanna decide is what type of show format you want to do. And then very first thing is to record Three episodes. Um, if you can have those three episodes recorded before you even publish them, it's going to make it so that you're already ahead of the game. You have three episodes out and now you can focus on getting that next guest, which will lead you 
into batching your podcast. The last thing you want to be doing is, oh my gosh, I have, I have an interview show and then there's nobody to interview tomorrow. And that's, that's one of the things that happened with me when I was first getting started. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think we've all been there. We're like, oh, I have to put out more content and being consistent <laughs> is I think the biggest things people struggle with when they get started for us. And it's, and, and we'll talk about this probably a little bit later. Yeah. One of the things, and, and I've talked with my friend, Eric Fisher, who's another OG podcaster as well as Lou Mangello, who was there, who's like a super OG uh, podcaster. I hope you didn't hear me say that. But um, the thing is, is when you do live video, it's really hard to batch. Like you can't. Yeah. Like, so like yeah. Grace and I, what we've had to do in the past, like when we take Christmas break, we still want to have an episode. We've had to like record one earlier in the week and get it out. Mm -hmm. So there's pros and cons. Um, when we get into the video podcasting, we'll talk about like you can do video podcasting and batch it too, um, mm -hmm. but it just won't go out live. So there's pros and cons to each. So go ahead, Katie. Well, I, I was going to say too, one of the things with, with having the live podcast episode, like what you guys are doing is it's great for that interaction. You're mm -hmm. able to have people mm -hmm. come right in, they can ask their questions, and it really makes people feel like they are a part of the show. And and that's the type of format that you guys chose to go right. with. I absolutely right. love the live element for it. But if someone's having a hard time just even remaining consistent or getting started, I think that starting with that recorded, the recorded batched sort of content, and then uh, release it, maybe going live with a, a schedule that you can like, okay, well, I've been able to find guests consistently that can show up at Tuesdays at, at noon. Mm -hmm. Um, what about if we, what if we go ahead and, you know, start in, incorporating the live show, the live element and, um, and get started that way. So I think that you guys are both seasoned pros. So I, I, I definitely think that with live, it, it was probably a very easy entry for you, but just getting started, it can seem I definitely feel like it can seem overwhelming to to bring in the live element, uh, especially for finding guests. Yeah, I would. So I did this all wrong. Yeah, I did it the back way. So <laughs> me and I were talking. Yeah, like when, me and I when we started, we started with live, and then I I've always taken the live and made a podcast out of it, just because. Yeah. I'm lazy and I want to repurpose, so I did it the wrong way. But the way <laughs> Katie says to do it, if you're getting started, that's probably the easiest. It's the best way to build momentum, I would think, because yeah. okay, you're used to what you're doing, you got a, a thing, and then you can add stuff later. I did it the hardest way uh, possible <laughs> when I first started. Uh, Gary has a good point here. Um, I wanted to pull up because this is another option. So like Dave Jackson invites podcasters to come into the show on Saturdays for his school right. of podcasting. He's appeared there a couple of times. So Wonderful. that's a great idea. It's like, you know, if you have a, a show that's coming out like a weekly show and then having one day of the month where you have something like what Dave Jackson does and brings in somebody, that would be a way to even, you know, slowly integrate that as well because you could uh, have some time in between shows. So thanks, uh, Gary, for that. Uh, one of the questions, Katie, I wanted to ask is like, you know, there's always the talk of tools and all that stuff. So what tools do you use to create your podcast? And what do you recommend to like people who ask you how to get started or even to your clients? Yeah. So, you know, you, I, I think a lot of people are like, okay, so you need to have uh, a really good microphone. You need to have like all of the, all of the things, but really I, I think that just trying to find uh, a platform where you can remain, record your, your, your podcast. Um, I use uh, riverside.fm and you can have the separate audio tracks. There's Ecamm here. You're using a lot of video. So 
find a platform that you can remain consistent with for producing your podcast and then get a microphone that's, I mean, the Shure, that's what I use typically, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't need to be the most expensive microphone right out the bat. If, uh, I think that when people are getting started with their podcast, they they were like, okay, well, I need all these things. This can cost me a grand just to get started. Um, but really find there's there's a lot of them out there i think that there's like the blue yeti which is maybe two hundred dollars and it's not a bad microphone at all and you can plug it right into your computer so start with a a a good microphone so you sound better than you know airpods here but just get started and utilizing some of these platforms i like i said i use uh, riverside um, but there's ecamm here and there's different restreaming there's fireside um when when my podcast uh, across the pond got started with video, we were mm-hmm. using Fireside, right. and one of the reasons why I liked Fireside was because we still had the live studio element, we still had the audio tracks, we still had the video option, and my host, he just he had he didn't have a microphone. All he mm-hmm. had was the the plugins, right. and he sounded pretty darn good. So just getting started and trying these different tools out is going to help you, um, I think, build out your confidence and incorporate that high-end look and seal and sound. Uh, with- Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And a good internet connection would be something that you want to a make sure. A solid internet connection. Well, you know, but here's the thing right. about a live show. We, we run the risk of this because it's all about your internet there connection. There she is. She's coming oh, back. There she is. Yeah. Perfect. But uh, I just, just so that that's part of being live. <laughs> that's so, right. But, you know, this is, and the podcast, people watching this as a that's podcast, right. that didn't happen. Yeah, See, we can edit like, that out. That's the which thing. Which is another reason why going, going, uh, just doing audio only has its benefits. So but See, we're used to the stuff breaking yeah it's just, like this we is, just this is just we just we just can't have nice things okay so <laughs> this is a great question this is from ann Anna, and she yes. goes uh what katie what mic do you use please and probably the one that you use for your podcast not the one you have on right now <laughs> can you and you can't hear us not at all i think that she uses once you come she said she mentioned the okay so she mentioned the blue yeti so yeah. that is a pretty common entry level and i don't mean entry level in a bad way i just mean right. that like it's accessible like and ever since the pandemic jeff like i've been seeing more and more podcasting video equipment just at the corner aisles at target and walmart right so like yeah. my elgato key light here i picked up at target one day right, right. um and I, I, you have a beautiful mic. You have a beautiful sure, sure. right there. Yes. This right here, everyone thinks it's a much higher end mic than it is because I have this like cage on it. Mm-hmm. But this is actually an AT2020, which is pretty affordable. And I have been using this since I started live streaming and no one knows. I mean, I could probably get a, a high end mic at this point, but like, so it's not that hard to get started. It, it just basic, basic and not spend a ton of money on your equipment. So. Yeah. So, and I started with the blue Yeti did it for, um, actually I started with my, what was on my laptop uh, and used yeah. that for a long time. If you go back to YouTube, you can see some of the, the janky stuff. And that was before even me and I were doing things. And then I upgraded to the blue Yeti. My friend Shannon Hernandez, who works for a radio station, recommended it to me. And I used that for years. And then I got the Heil PR40, which I love, which is a great microphone. Uh, and then the Shure, which Katie, I believe, says that she uses at home. Is it the M7 or the SM7B? Which one do you use? 
The I use the SM7B. I don't have that fancy white one. That one's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very jealous of it. Yeah. So if you want it, it's down there. But one of the things, you know, they will forgive bad video, but they won't forgive good audio, so, uh, bad audio. So you want to make sure you can get the best one and learn how to, you know, set the gain right, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know... Uh, like she said, that you can get good ones for under $100. You Like this Shure right here that uh, I'm talking on right now is listed right now as $249. So, you know, you can upgrade. You don't have to stay with what you have once you start getting some momentum and you know you're going to stick with it. It's worth upgrading your microphone. So uh, a couple of questions. Uh, yeah, Gary says, I have done this with jackhammers outside his door, so don't feel bad, uh, Katie. But, uh, yeah, um, one tool that Gary says he uses also <laughs> is the um, Waves Audio Creator Toolkit, which I am unfamiliar mm -hmm. with, but I'm going to have to go check that out because um, that sounds like I need a new tool. So, um, What do you use to edit your... Yeah. So we record the audio. We, we've, we've already talked a lot about the tools that we're using to edit, to recapture the audio. Uh, what do you use to edit once the podcast is done recording? So I edited in all of my podcast episodes in GarageBand. I'm a Mac mm. user. I was using using GarageBand to edit everything. And it worked really well. Um, I know that there's a lot of different tools out there where you can actually edit right in the the uh, the, the player. Mm -hmm. So, but one of the things that, that I did over the past six months was I started delegating. And when I, I brought in a podcast editor, that was one of the things I, I hadn't realized how much it was taking up my time, uh, how much time it was taking up with this podcast. Because you allow the, the hour to record, and that's really all I was taking into account. But once I started tracking how long it was taking me to find guests, to send out the emails, to make sure that they knew how to use all the equipment, to then record the episode, to then edit the episode, then upload it, load it to the, the mm -hmm. server, you know, all that was taking me a lot of time. And so one of the things that I was able to delegate out pretty, pretty quickly was my podcast production. And it made a world of difference because then all I had to do was find, focus on finding my guests and recording the episodes. So I use a, a, a product, a software, a company called Pod Machine, mm -hmm. and I send off everything to them. I get all of it back in a Google Drive. They upload it to Acast for me. Um, you know, it it really streamlined a lot of my workflow once I contracted out just that part of editing my podcast. And it it really, I mean, I don't do a lot of editing with with my podcast. I, I try to make it as raw as right. as possible. But you know, it's it was one of the things that it took at least thirty minutes, maybe an hour back of my work week back and gave me that time to focus on other aspects of my business. So that I have a oh, go ahead. I was going to say ahead, is yeah. she talked specifically about this. I think it's two episodes ago with the, the, the gal from Disney that was, we used yeah. To work, yeah. Uh, so go check that out because they kind of dove into this and how much time you can actually take back. I still edit. I'm like Gary here. I still edit my podcast and do editing for other people, but I do um, now have a team that does our video clips. If you follow us on Twitter, uh, you'll see that we have all the clips of our shows and stuff. So that is something I do delegate out now because uh, it does suck up a lot of time. I enjoy it, but yeah. I'm like, mm, I could do better work with something else. <laughs> well, that, that's so true. I mean, like it, it's not that it's not that hard to, right. to, to edit it. I mean, but the time that it was taking me and, and the video clips, like you said, mm -hmm. like this is a video podcast and video is is 
is everything. So if you can get those clips and have somebody that's like, okay, well, I'm already editing the video. I'm just going to grab these three clips from the podcast for them to share on social. I mean, that's repurposing to the max. So Mm -hmm. it's it's great that I love the fact that you're using them just at least for getting you some of that shorter form content and for the video aspect. Oh, we repurpose everything. Like, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's ugly. I mean, I do. I mean, it's like, I will squeeze it all out. So, uh, I want to bring up this because this goes back to, and Mia is an OG, like she's been on since there's been video on the web and she, same thing. Yes. We went with the mic on the Logitech camera, then the blue Yeti. And now I'm with the AT, uh, uh, 2005. And now she needs to upgrade the, to this mic. Mike, this mic Mia is on Amazon. You can get it at my, right down. It's highlighted my carousel right now. Jeff C dot live. Um, but anyway, sorry, she, she'll get that. But, uh, and Gary says it is a huge commitment. Most bosses don't realize how much yep. time. Oh, preach it, brother. Because, uh, yeah, I've been there trying to convince bosses like this. This is work. Jeff, Jeff, you work for yourself. I know, but I have to tell myself that it is it's a lot of time. So, yes. Yes. And, well, and, and I also, know. this is a great. A uh, great thing too that Gary says is uh, I also have an amazing Grace to pa- to help power the podcast. Yes, she. Yeah. You have no idea how much stuff that Grace does behind the scenes. She is the true hero. I just walk in the door at the end. So, um, so let's go on to our our uh you know next section. We've kind of gone off uh topic, but you had a question, Grace, that you wanted to ask. Oh yeah. So I, I just wanted to point out that a lot of people that uh, in my life don't know what I do for a living. And so they really don't know as they're getting started that like there are people that you can hire to do these little things for you. And they are big mm-hmm. things, not not to downgrade, but these things that um, like editors and people to write your transcripts for you. So where do you find these people if you're if you're not in the know or you don't have the great connections that the three of us do? Yeah, you know, and I think that uh, it's it, you brought up a really good point, Grace, with like you don't realize how much time is taking you. And I yes. wasn't realizing. So I one of the things that I, my business coach had me do was track my time because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to sk- get more customers in because I don't have the time. And so for two weeks straight, I, I literally tracked every aspect of my day from opening up emails that went to go get coffee I tracked all of it. I used Toggle, which is T-O-G-G-L, and everything was tracked for two weeks. And that's where I really learned like, okay, the podcast has really taken me about four or five hours a week and I'm only accounting for an hour. So how can I get those four to five hours back? And that was how I figured out, okay, the podcast is the first thing that I need to find uh, an outsource for. So um, like I said before, I use Pod Machine. Um, they were also at Podcast Movement. They had a booth there. I found them at Podfest. Um, I've been satisfied with them. They edit everything. They do the transcriptions. Uh, but I mean, word of mouth is huge. I utilize Facebook groups to find um, different people to to interview and to talk with. I'm part of uh, you know like Denver Marketing Mavens and uh, you know di- just different different uh, Facebook groups. But don't discount you know like. Fiverr. Um, that was where I actually found my very first podcast editor. He was he was great. He was um, over in the Ukraine and he did an awesome job. So you can find a lot of people on Fiverr that um, can get you started. But uh, ask your network, post a message on Facebook, ask it on Twitter. And it. I always try to go through referral marketing first to to find contract help uh, before I, I head on out to, you know, the interwebs. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Good idea. So how far ahead do you plan your show topics and your guests now? So our show is very much tied to like the news. And so we are very much running <laughs> probably a little bit longer planning or you know, shorter rather than planning long term. And I know that it would be a lot less stressful if we could plan long term. But how far ahead do you plan topics and guests for your show? Well, I'm not live. So I do think that if you are having a live show like what you guys have versus a a batched show um, or pre-recorded show like what I utilize, it's completely different. I, I definitely try to find people that are up to date with like the latest trends and I will move uh, episodes around. But I'm afforded that luxury because I have a, a, a workflow in place. So um, whether it's... Uh, Finding like so, I had Judy Fox come on to talk about LinkedIn newsletters mm -hmm. because they had come out uh, like on Monday, and I was like, okay, I saw her, and I was like, hey, can you come on my podcast? And I was able to put it out two weeks later. It was still newer news, uh, but I was I, since I had other stuff batched, I was able to just move a podcast episode. So what I do is I record every single Wednesday between ten and one, and that's when my guests can can come on and they can book it and if it's not for another you know three weeks that's where i'm like okay this is more of a trending topic i need to get them in sooner how can we get this recorded on like a thursday or a tuesday but by batching my my shows in may i opened up wednesdays and thursdays so i was recording two episodes a week at least and it got me through uh the summer and it allowed me still to put in that timely news uh shows where like again judy came in i think like the third week of uh, july or june and we talked about linkedin newsletters and it was trending because i, and, I mm. and since i already had stuff done and recorded all i had to do was just move it another week out so um set up a, a, a scheduled recording time for your guests to to come on and if even if you already have like you said you already have those three shows you should have a three show cushion for your podcast so Right now, I'm recording shows that are going to come out the first week of October. Um, and everything, if, if we talk about something that's breaking news, I have the ability to move stuff around. So that is awesome. So like Mia says, uh, batching is uh, so smart. And I totally agree with that. In fact, batching sounds heavenly because sometimes we like we were like, <laughs> oh, you know, there. So. You do a trade-off. Like, I love being able to, my thing is always community. I love being able to bring in Mia's comment and Gary's and, you know, uh, everybody asking questions. Um, and I that's what, like, gives me fire. And I love talking to the community. Um, but sometimes it would be nice to batch. So there is that trade-off. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, because I think it's Pat Flynn who says that, uh, and I would love to know your take on that. Heath says, it's better not to batch your content as a beginner so that you can learn from your mistakes faster. Um, I, I don't know what I think about, I, I, I all, I'm all about learning from my mistakes, but I don't want to sometimes have my mistakes to be so public. So what is your, what is your thoughts on that, uh, Katie? Well, that, uh, I'll make my mistake very public right now. I, so when I, when I first got started, I was utilizing LinkedIn to find guests and I was reaching out to people that had a certain, you know, like owner title that lived in the Denver area. And I was trying to make those connections over on LinkedIn. Well, during the pandemic, people had a lot of extra time on their hands. Oh, yeah. So I just gave them my open calendar. And one day I recorded six podcast episodes. Um, that's batching to the extreme. Um, I, it was, I was extremely burnt out. I don't even know like what I was saying by the time the last podcast episode came out because 
as you guys know, like it, you have to have some energy. You have to kind of bring it whenever you are recording mm-hmm. a podcast and it's hard to be on for, for seven hours. So I think that that was too much batching. And there was things that we were saying where, um, here's, here's another good example. I was a guest on someone's show and I was, we were skiing and so, or getting ready to go skiing. And so I was talking about, oh, it's snowing right now at da 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 and like on the episode. Well, when the episode came out, it was like the first week of October. So it was a 10 month lag time from when we <laughs> recorded until it came out. And I was like, well, now I just kind of sound like where in the heck does this girl live that she's getting ready to go skiing? And it's right. the first week of October. So, I mean, that's, I think, extreme ba- batching. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can, I, I like the, the three week kind of uh, mm-hmm. batching cushion that I have because then it allows me to still be somewhat timely uh, with the the news that we talk about or with the the topic that we're talking about. But I'm not recording eight podcast episodes in one day and getting burnt out and everything is still pretty relevant. So again, I've, I keep going back to when you're first getting started, have those three episodes because then you'll have that three week kind of mm-hmm. batching timeline and then just open up one day a week uh, that your guests can book or two if you're just getting started, like Wednesdays and Thursdays, like maybe Wednesday afternoons and Thursday mornings that they can choose from. And that way you won't get burnt out and you'll still continue to stay a little bit ahead. So I think that's those Good are advice. great points. And I'm going to I'm going to break code protocol. Grace and ask one more question. But Mia says, yeah. uh, I like the combo of batching and uh, and on the fly. Uh, P.S. Katie's place in Steamboat is amazing. So <laughs> very, very cool. So. Um, once again, I'm going to I'm going to ask this question because hashtag free consulting. Uh, but let's discuss what happens after your show. Like, yes. how do you streamline getting your show notes out, your transcripts out and like your your follow up publication, you know, promotion after you publish? So what, how do you do that? So don't discount Trello, um, Trello, Asana, those project management tools. Um, I come from corporate. And using those project management tools, I was like, when I started my own business, it's like, I'm never using these things again. Bye. <laughs> um, because it, it sounds horrible, right? Uh, when I say like, all right, let's implement a project management flow. But if you utilize Trello boards and have everything in there from like, okay, this is when I'm going, the, the guest is going to book. This is when I'm going to record. Okay, it's recorded. Now it's, I'm going to move this card over to here. And it's in the post-production phase. And it allows you to, one, keep everything in one spot. So if I publish the episode um, for, with Cabrina, you know, which came out two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and let's say uh, I want to publish it, like, talk about it again and kind of give it some some fresh life or some new blood, I keep like, okay, where can I put that video clip? And I don't have to go through a Google Drive or like try and find it in emails. And it's right there in the Trello board with the rest of the podcast episode. So I utilize Trello boards and you really just have to set it up once. And once you set it up, you can record yourself using a tool like Loom, L-O-O-M.com. And you get, I think, like five minutes free for, um, you know, for like 20 videos. But I recorded myself as it was record as as I went through the process of uploading the episode. Okay, now I have the guest and now I'm going to move it over here. And this is where I'm going to put the video files. And that was the training video for my assistant. So I just did it once. That was their training video. And now you've delegated that part of your podcast production out. So utilize Trello boards and it helps you keep everything or or Asana or um, I think there's Notion. 
but use the project management tool and, and set it up once. And then it'll help you really, again, streamline your workflow so you can hand off other aspects of the podcast production process. So that's mic drop number one right there. So uh, <laughs> that was that's going to be clipped out and reshared everywhere. Uh, that was uh, some great uh, some tips. Uh, in fact, I do uh, Guy Kawasaki's Remarkable People podcast, and we use Trello a lot. So Peg Fitzpatrick yes. has got an amazing Trello board. That's what I look at to see what to work on next. What you know, guest is coming up. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's really really uh, cool. Uh, and I do want to do a shout out to uh, Hi Jeff and Grace and Katie from Lou M. And I believe that's my friend, Lou Mangiello, who we just got to hang out with at uh, yes. um, Podcast Movement. He is an OG podcaster. In fact, he's got something. I'm going to do a little shout out for him because he's just a nice guy. Um, and he won a Roadcaster, too. Gosh, what? A, yeah, I, I was right behind him, too. I could have signed up and I could have won. Uh, but uh, he's got a great thing coming out called uh, Momentum. It is actually a 50. It's limited to 50 people. It's uh, his mastermind. Um, he's got a couple seats left. I'm going to be speaking there. He announced uh, on Wednesday the speakers, uh, Duncan Wardle, who's this he used to be like the head of um, like innovation at Disney. He's going to be one of the speakers. It's going to be amazing. You can find out more about that. And you can come see me at, uh, you can go to lumangelo.com and I think it's slash momentum where you can yes. find out more about that. So uh, very, very cool. So yes. Um, you need to stop calling us well, old, old G's. I think oh, we, are well not, we, are, we, uh, we are well seasoned. We are well seasoned. Lou is Cassidy very seasoned. If he's still watching, he's very seasoned because we went out <laughs> we and are had well no boo. Uh, he is very seasoned. So next section, when we kind of hinted about it a, a little bit is live video podcasting, which is what uh, we're doing, but it's a big topic at this year's podcast movement was this video podcasting, especially with the news. This just came out that week with uh, YouTube doing a podcasting thing that where it's podcastings are showing up on YouTube. There was a lot of strong opinions, uh, pros and cons. You know, we're a live show. Uh, we've always been a live show that's distributed as a podcast. And we've seen the benefits of being a live show, like repurposing content, allowing us to engage directly and in real time. It keeps us consistent week after week. So, uh, you know, we've kind of gotten your take on this already, Katie. Um, but, you know, if you're not already live streaming, do you think it's worth the investment with this whole YouTube podcasting thing for discoverability and search. What are your thoughts on that? Because you kind of teased that you were thinking about doing that with Riverside because you have that capability. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like on your your roadmap of what you're going to start doing? So I, I'm happy, I have a different roadmap for it because I okay. do think that there is a huge element to showing up live, but it's really hard for finding guests, for batching, all the things mm-hmm. we talked about earlier. And so what I was planning on doing was implementing uh, Fireside into my right. podcast production. Um, and again, we, we, we talked about uh, a little bit, they were the keynotes at, at uh, Podcast Movement. But one of the things that I liked about it is that you could sell it almost as a membership. So the people that know about it, they can buy tickets like, like a Patreon or buy me a coffee. And if they wanna show up to the live show, and be a part of the audience, be a part of the interaction, you could sell it uh, as that way of like, okay, well, if you want to show up live, mm-hmm. you can, you know, pay $5 a month and you get to watch it, you know, live, or you can listen to it two days later when the podcast uh, airs. I think that too, like with what you guys are doing here, not, this is still a podcast. Yeah, we're going live and there's there's a bunch of people watching right now. They have the time to, to to pop in, but maybe they missed the beginning and they mm-hmm. they've missed all that stuff about Trello. So now they want to go back and listen to the podcast. So 
I think that incorporating a live element of it is a very smart idea. Um, hope, hopefully it, it, it causes enough people to be like, ah, oh, I want to listen to the first half of that episode or um, I am just more of the, an audio person. So I think that incorporating video is essential for your for your podcast now. Whether or not you want to go live, you do just have need to have a, a, a bigger roadmap and a really strong uh, guest kind of system. Um, we talked about this in my session a bit about how to find guests and that I feel like it can be one of the harder aspects of of a podcast uh, production, you know, especially when you're live. Uh, so one of the things that I use, there's there's agencies out there, but my favorite tool is something called Podmatch. Dot com mm-hmm. um, and it's it's great because it's it as a as a show you can be on there or as just a guest and so you have a ton of people that want to be on podcasts and if somebody wants to be on your show you're gonna be able, hey we show it's a live show on Fridays if they really want to be there then they're gonna make it work for you so it's not it's not so much of like hey who I, who the heck am I gonna find this week you have an entire directory of people that you can that you can connect with and you get four new connections um, a day. So, I mean, that's a lot of people that you can connect with. Um, if, if you have the elite package, I think you get like 20 a day. So that's some serious uh, guest yeah. connecting, but it's like match.com for, for podcasters. And it's one of my favorite tools for finding guests. And if you're utilizing something like that for, for if you're an interview show, then right. it will absolutely make staying consistent and incorporating this live aspect a lot easier. Yeah, my problem when I'm on those directories, they always swipe the wrong way. They're like, get him out of there. Swipe him. <laughs> no. Swipe left. Um, no, no, but it's not like Tinder. Um, no. But the uh, the funny thing is, is there's a lot. There's actually some agencies. I think there's one called Interview Valet, and there's some other ones yep. that will do the same. Guestio. Yeah, there's some services yep. that will do that to help, you know, get those, those match you, those people up, um, which I think is really good. Now, tell me this, Katie. I would, and I've told other beginning podcasters and, and people this. I think because of video and the stuff that's coming out with YouTube, that if you're starting a podcast, even if you're not going to put it out right away, you still should capture the video element. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I mean, like, mm-hmm. think about think about like reels. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, y- utilizing it for YouTube shorts, for for your Facebook group, anything you need to be recording your podcast with video. I, I it's it's rare now. I feel that I've found somebody that has me come on and it's just the audio. Um, Mm -hmm. Always, always, always have the video, even if you're not going live, because the content you are going to be able to create with that video is going to do wonders for your social media presence, for your podcast growth, whether or not you want to use this clip as an ad or, or again, like I keep going back to reels and TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's going to give you so much more content. So absolutely yep. record your re, uh, your your video, your podcasts, um, and it, it'll make a world of difference. I mean, that's part of the re- reason you have a podcast, right? Is to have right. more content, right. and right. this this is just more content that you can you can push out there. So a couple of things with that, we've had some because I've been really trying to get Guy to do this on his show. Uh, there are some people who really don't want to be camera ready, and so you need yeah. to make sure when you actually are telling them like this is going to be video and we'll record it. It's not going out live, but we're going to record it. It may be used for this. And I think also, like, I had the, um, I was blessed to be able to go on Lou's show, and we talked about some of the stuff that I was able to do at Disney. And um, 
he has with all his guests, he has his, it's a zoom call and you have that interactivity. So it's not just mm-hmm. looking like at a bubble or an icon, like back in the old days when you'd be on a podcast and you're like, just, you know, you're trying to say bandwidth and you like trying yeah. the best audio. <laughs> so, but you, so you have that, you have that interaction and you can tell stories and there's facial interactions that go on and being able to capture that and use it later, like you said, is I think good, but just that interactivity, I think makes a big difference when you can see the person you're talking to. So, well, and, and, and Jeff, Jeff and Grace, one of the things too, that I think uh, you said camera ready, making sure that your guests know to show up camera ready. When I send out my podcast booking link, Everything is in there. So I'm not actually having to go back and forth and spend time anymore. Hey, mm-hmm. can I get your bio? Hey, can I get your headshot? Hey, can I have this? So in when they book time to show up onto the show in there, I ask for their bio. It asks them to upload a headshot. It asks them, um, you know, hey, we are going to be uh, live on video. Make sure that you show up camera ready. Hey, mm-hmm. make sure that you show up with an appropriate microphone. Um, it doesn't need to be a $200 microphone, but make sure that you're showing up at something other than just your computer microphone. Um, And then it says, hey, we're going to be sharing this on social media. You will get your own social media clips to share. Do you, will you share, (laughs) you know? And so people like understand like, oh, okay, so this, I'm going to be required to share it out with my network. Okay. I do, this is going to be used on video. So I can't just show up, you know, using my showing up (laughs) on Riverside on my phone or something, you know, so Mm -hmm. it, you'll show, they show up ready and uh you don't have to worry about being like oh um yeah this is video uh gotta get out of the pjs (laughs) (laughs) well you you just have to get the top has to be ready right like just the top right just up here the the time it takes to glue on my beard is long but it's worth it in the the end time um so uh one of the things is is i want to do another big shout out to the sponsors of the show ecam and you can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam but one of the things i did want to say about ecam is like you don't have to use it to go live you can do it with just what we were talking about earlier is you can have interviews come on and you're actually recording the show uh live and in a podcast so uh, i just want to make sure you guys know that you don't have to go live with ecam you can use it just to record a podcast or a video podcast that you could later upload to youtube in fact right after you're done it gives you the option if you want to upload that that thing right to YouTube and, and edit it up there. But um, yeah, so anyway, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. They're amazing. And don't forget, if you're wanting to learn how to do this stuff, at the end of this month, they're going to be starting to do the Leap Into Podcasting. Find out more and sign up for that at leapintopodcasting.com. Grace is going to be there sharing her awesomeness and I'll show up too and, and press the button. So um, make sure you guys do that um, because it's going to be a, a great event. So, all right, next section, Grace, we got to burn through this because once uh, again, this is, you've this taken is, up so much time, Grace, with all your, your questions. All of my you. questions and intrusions <laughs> I know. And, and audibles. All right. We want to talk about, uh, I'll wrap up the show today by talking about podcasting to grow your business. Now we know that podcasting is an amazing opportunity to grow yourself as a personal brand, grow your community, and promote your business. But so let's talk about how to do that. There's already so much going on as digital marketers. I work for a company that we have these two perspectives. I work for a company, Jeff works for himself, and there's already so much to do. And, you know, we have the show, we have a, so it feels like a podcast on top of that. It's just one more thing. So what is, um, why should I start a business podcast? What are the benefits? Oh man, there's so many benefits and it's it's not, it's not just for, you know, having the opportunity to grow your business. The thing that my podcast my podcast did for me was it grew my network. 
And if you're a if, if you're a local based business or if you're a, a business that does do need a lot of networking and referral uh, marketing, it's huge. So, OK, let's just pretend that you are a realtor. Why should a realtor have a podcast? Well, they could go out and interview different small, small business owners throughout their local community. They could go and interview uh, the, the boutique on Main Street and the new coffee shop that just opened and hear their story. By doing that, now the, the coffee shop owner knows that, hey, I was on this this podcast with a realtor um, and we talked all about my, po- my coffee shop and why I have it. I'm going to share it with all my friends and family. I'm going to put a sign out there saying, hey, listen to this episode. And everyone that comes and listens to it, now they're like, oh, well, if I want to live in this area, that guy that I listened to on the podcast, um, I should maybe use him as my realtor. So it helps you grow your network. I think that a lot of people think of podcasting just for the the downloads and the sponsorships. But really, if you think about it as a business and how can I meet more people? How can I talk to people? I mean, Jeff, I feel like I saw you speak on stage pre-pandemic at Social Media Marketing World in 2020. Mm -hmm. And I loved what you had to share. And, you know, one of the things that I never would imagine is that I would be here on on your show, you know, and now it's it's all because of having the different networks and being able to connect with people. And, you know, I've had Judy Fox on my show and Subi Zimmerman. And I mean, I've had people that I've seen speak on stage before and now they're coming on my show and having a one on one conversation with me. So mm-hmm. if there's people that you want to talk to, there's people that you want to have a conversation with. If you have a podcast, you have the opportunity to sit down one on one with them and kind of pick their brain, hear all of their best tips and build a relationship with them. So whether it's networking, whether it's you want you want to talk to people in your industry that you admire and that you find value from, podcasting for business is is an an incredible way of of just growing your business right. and growing your network. So, uh, sorry, that was really, really long, but I no. think that, <laughs> no, I, I, I think that free a lot consulting just, is all about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that a lot of people just get caught up in the debt and like the sponsors, they just get mm-hmm. caught yes. up and like, well, how can I, get, how can I, you know, get to 10,000 downloads a month and make money off of it and be the next Joe Rogan? Go in with a different mindset of how can I build authentic relationships? How can I grow my community around my business? And, one, you'll have more fun with your mm-hmm. podcast, but two, yeah. your your relationships and your network will grow. So one of the things too is once I'm going to go back and hit that repurposing thing is that when I can take clips and show it on LinkedIn that like, oh, I was talking to Mark Schaefer or Neil Schaefer or, you know, Mari Smith and put those, you know, the people in our industry who are like people like, oh, these are big people, you know, like these are people yeah. to listen to. Now, for me, when you said you're excited about my show, you need to set your bar a little bit higher. But other than that, I mean, <laughs> we're fine. You know, you need some new goals. But um, uh, but yeah, so but 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 being, you know, associated with those and, and becoming just and this is, sounds really uh, and it's what I did is just by being associated with those people, you become a thought leader. You know, mm-hmm. you're actually just interviewing them and asking smart questions. But that it kind of rubs off like the people you hang around with kind of rub off on you. It's the same thing. It's like it, you're perceived as a thought leader. Oh, I had Katie Brinkley on my show. He must know about podcasting, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, I mean, it does, it has that. And I have grace on because she's, she's just amazing. And Jeff must be a little bit of awesome 
because of things around Grace. Just, that's right. Jeff riding my star right, along right. I the ride internet, Grace's right? coattails <laughs> as much as possible. Here. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Grace, you had a question. <laughs> well, yes. I wanted to know, what do you think, in your opinion, as a podcast creator, a podcast listener, a consumer of podcasts, what do you think makes a podcast binge worthy and irresistible? And what would make someone want to listen to a business podcast? So the biggest thing for for more download, or not for more downloads, but for why someone would want to listen is make sure that you are a good listener um, as a host. So when you are interviewing, like I have, a you know, like maybe five, 10 questions that I will prep, prep for every episode. But most of the time, I hope I don't get to all all of those questions. I hope that the conversation goes in a place that they haven't really ever talked about before. You know, they sh- shared a story that they've never shared on another podcast. And it's by being a good listener and hearing what someone says that can bring out those those stories. Um, I mean, Netflix, it, you know, they had spent, I think, like 30 million in documentaries, you know, last year. <laughs> people want to hear stories. People want to hear other people's stories and what their tips are and why they think that way. And if you can be a good listener and find something like, huh, so they said, she said that she's going to be, you know, trying to implement more Instagram lives. You know, she does social media. Why have you not done it before, Katie? You know, like why, what stopped you in the past? So listen to what someone's saying and finding that nugget of like, huh, that's interesting. Why would they say that? And really bringing that out, because if you're thinking that, your listener probably is too. And you can tell when, when there's just a whole bunch of recycled, uh, you know, so tell us where you're from. Tell us why you started your business. Be a good listener and you'll be able to find amazing stories that people have never shared before. And that's what people will want to hear with, hear, to, hear and become your biggest fans. Awesome. Well, I have one last question. And I think for people who are getting started, it's important. Like, what is the ROI of business podcasting? Like, how do you measure success? Because I know some people start a podcast, they've done 10 episodes or 100 episodes, and they're only getting like, you know, 75 to 100 downloads. They're like, why am I doing this? Why am I struggling to find (laughs) guests? Why am I doing this to myself each week? Is this even worth it? What do you tell people who are struggling kind of like that? What's like the ROI of business podcasting? So when you're starting out, don't don't look at the, the download numbers. Uh, think about there's some been times where someone has stopped by my office. This is not my office, but someone stopped by my office and she's like, excuse me. And I was like, yeah, she's like, I just want to let you know, I listened to your podcast. I was like, oh, well, thank you. She's like, I love what you shared about Google ads. It was I've been trying Google ads forever and it's never worked. Don't worry about the download numbers. If I if you're consistently speaking to 70 people in a room. I, you know, if somebody goes out on stage and, and speaks, mm-hmm. I can't be having 70 people in a room listening to what I have to say. So keep showing up for those 70 people, those 100 people, and find the network of people that you want to connect with. Because as a business podcast, it can be tricky. It can be hard. And it's hard not to look at the the download numbers as, right. as the, the overlying, like that's the key thing. So focus in on the network that you're building with the guests that you're bringing on. And just think about those 70, 100, 200 people that are listening every single week because you are making a difference in their life. You are impacting them. And if you're standing on stage speaking to 100 people, that is quite a, a filled room. So right. just take it and, and enjoy enjoy the ride. Well, I want to share a moment 
uh, uh, building moment. on that. I want to share a moment. It was a moment I shared with you. So last week, you know, we were live and together in real life recording from the ECAN stage. And we had our friends from at, that were at the conference just like standing in front of us watching us. And I had a little emotional moment because I know that we go live. Obviously, I see the comments. I see like I have friends that come on and say, oh, I watched a show about this. It's great. But watching those people physically standing there in front of us, watching us like was just that was like the aha moment for me of just like that was the best moment of the conference for me was just like making that connection of what we're doing. And the people are actually watching us like I was like, Jeff, I'm so emotional. <laughs> And I just took off my glasses so I couldn't see. So that was, <laughs> that's how I deal with, you know, we weren't touching onions. that's so how I deal with emotions. Yes. So just ignore it, press them down, hold them in tightly. Put food on it. That's Put right. Food on eat, it. eat your feelings. That's my, that's my, um, that's my advice. So Katie, thank you so much for this show that coming on the show today. So much great advice for people. Um, and I want to make sure you have plenty of time to tell people where they can find you, what you got going on and all the things that is all Katie Brinkley. Yeah, so check out my podcast. It's called Rocky Mountain Marketing. It comes out every Tuesday. And you can connect with me right down there, Next Step Social Communications. Um, I'm on social media. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Katie Brinkley or on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley. Thanks so much for having me, guys. This is so much fun. Awesome. And it's, it's been good. We're going to have to have you on again because there's going to be, I know, more podcasting news happening uh, later yes. in the year because it's, uh, it's a change. In. And Grace, the amazing Grace Duffy, where can we find you? Tell us what's going on. You can find me here every week with Jeff. Our next show is September, uh, September 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. And you can find us at all the places. And then in between shows, you can find me over at Volley. So, I, Jeff, do you have our Volley link? I <laughs> do. Of course I do. Right there. You go to socialmedianewslive.com. Yeah. Uh, social media news live.com we have a long url jeff.com slash chat and you can find us uh, our show there jeff and i are both on there i'm there all week long so come talk to us drop in your questions and uh, it's a great way to connect so find us there we'll see you guys next week thanks for watching everybody social media news live